the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. After hour, before hour, on the hour, you're drunkards. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? An alcoholic lives daily. Drink to drink to drink to drink. All kinds of drinks out there. Y'all know the names of them. My mind is kind of slow. Can y'all help me with some of those names? You scared to say the names because you think that may be you? Don't, don't, don't do that. I'm just, you just being obedient to your pastor. And so, so, so blame me for asking. Uh, what, are, what are some of those names? Will you, will, you, will you raise your hand and holler a name out? Yes. Mad dog. Boy, that's ought to be a bad dog. Mad dog. Boy, that's some, that sounds like some bad stuff. I don't know what it is, but I bet it bites <laughs> loud as you can. Long Island iced tea. You know, it's not just regular tea. Okay. Uh, come on. Jack Black. Wow. Come on. Come on. Help me out. Y'all, all of a sudden, y'all, 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 nah, y- y- y'all ain't been that holy all your life. Somebody had something last night. Go back there, loud as you can. Margarita. Yes. What? Moonshine. Kevin, that's you back there. <laughs> You've been healed, man. <laughs> and you pointing at the brother. Okay, come on. What? I can't pronounce that one. Say it louder. Vazia Coke. Y'all laughing at me trying to say it. <laughs> this is some foreign stuff. Yes. Swap thing. Okay. I tell you. Yeah, one more. Budweiser. Boy, that's an easy one there. Okay. You get the point. You get the point. All of which could sink your life and put you in a condition that embarrasses yourself, your family, and most of all, your God. Number three, we fail when we do not listen to God through his word and prayer. 
We fail when we do not listen to God through his word and prayer. The scripture says in Psalms 119.11, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Proverbs 13.13 also says, he who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. My friends, listen closely. If you fail to allow yourself to be restrained by the word of God, failure is imminent. If you fail to allow yourself to be restrained by the word of God, failure is imminent. Your word, Lord, have I hidden in my heart so that I won't sin against you, so that I won't embarrass you, misrepresent you. Number four, we are destined to fail if we possess a spirit of rebellion, which is being defiant to the will and word of God. We are destined to fail if we possess a spirit of rebellion, which is being defiant to the will and word of God. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, it says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Look at that. It's as the sin of witchcraft. The, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, Saul. In other words, that's who he's talking to. Samuel, he also has rejected you from being king. My friend, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft in the sense that both aim to act independently of God and reject his lordship. That's big, y'all. You say, oh, that's in rebellion? Yeah. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft in the sense that both rebellion and witchcraft aims to act independently of God and rejects his lordship. A rebellious person is under the influence and power of Satan, which results in him being evil. Rebellion results in one becoming immoral, sinful, idolatrous, incurring irreplaceable losses. Because of rebellion, Saul lost his kingship and ultimately his life. Irreplaceable losses because of the sin of rebellion. That's powerful, you all. I hope it shakes you to the core of your being. Number five, we are destined to fail when our pride causes us to rely on our own self-sufficiency rather than trusting Christ. We are destined to fail when our pride causes us to rely on our own self-sufficiency rather than trusting Christ. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5 says, such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, as we did it in other words, but our sufficiency is in is from whom? God. In other words, Christ is sufficient and our confidence must not be in ourselves. It's not what we have done. It's what God has done through us, which is to be arrogant. When you think you did what you did, you are most arrogant. You know, whatever you, whatever you have 
have, have accomplished, how success, however successful you have been, you got to realize it is God who has done that through you. Nor is our confidence to be in our own human resources, nor is our confidence to be in our own abilities. But rather, our confidence must be in whom? Christ, who provides everything we need to accomplish his purpose and will on earth. When you have Christ, you have everything in you, resident in you, to accomplish his will and purpose on earth to the glory of Almighty God. Number six, you are destined for financial failure if you are an impulsive, free spender and cannot exercise self-restraint. That's why you're going to stay perpetually broke. You are destined for failure if you are an impulsive, impulsive, free spender and cannot exercise self-restraint. Some of you, the more you make, the more you spend. I mean, it's nothing about saving. You know, somebody got to do it for you. You can't manage what you have. The money's God put in your pocket is hot until you let it go. And at the end of the month, you have, you have no money. Beloved, debt will steal your freedom and spiral you and your family into financial bondage. It will choke the financial life out of you. Do you realize how many marriages end up in divorce simply because of mismanagement of the inability to handle the, the funds that God has entrusted to you? First John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. You love Macy's and Dillard's, and if you love uh, restaurants and cars and jewelry and clothes, you're going to stay broke. Dogs, we're knocking on doors in outreach. And uh, I tell you, we had some good experiences and had some tough ones out there. And when we, we had, we opened one, the lady opened one door, and we saw about five dogs come up. I said, wow, wow, you love all these dogs. I mean, that's a lot of dog food. That's a lot of pet, pet smart. That's a lot of, of fleas. You know? you know, I thought I was back in the Beverly Hillbilly country. Cats come rubbing all up against my leg. I say, Lord, I kept saying to myself, people need to love them. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Some people spend all their money on dogs and cats and boats and golfing and traveling and drinking. Go, go to the Spurs and sit in seats that you can't even afford. Go, go get in the nosebleed if that's all you can handle. Just be in the game. You know what? If I don't ever get this, the only time I go to the Spurs game is when I get some free tickets. Three tickets, I mean, I said it's some good choice seats, but don't you think, you see me down now, oh, pastor's being blessed. <laughs> Amen. I can't afford those tickets. I just can't. I'm a preacher. <laughs> now, um, uh, you know, and then you see teams lose. And, uh, you, you know, I'm just as content watching the game on television. I don't have to worry about the traffic and trying to leave early and, and all that kind of stuff. And then I can just cut TV off and 
lie it down, lay it down. Amen? It's all right to go to games. It's not a sin to play golf. It's not a sin to go fishing. It's not a sin to go shopping. It's not a sin to do none of those things. But if you love it and if it has you, you are going to break yourself. Number seven, failure comes as a result of attempting to do something that you're not called, equipped, or have the ability to do, which causes you to serve in the flesh and operate outside of God's will. Now, that's a big one. Failure comes as a result of attempting, attempting to do something that you are not called to do, nor have the ability to do, which causes you to serve in the flesh and operate outside of the will of God. First Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11 says, As each one has received a gift, minister to one another, As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with, look here, underline this, do it with the ability which God supplies you. That in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Now, let's get this straight. God has deposited in each of us spiritual gift. All of you in here who are saved at the point of salvation, you've been given at least one spiritual gift for the edifying of the church and for the ongoing work of of, of the kingdom and to be a blessing to humanity. Now, when you are born into the natural world out of your mother's womb, uh, you have natural gifts you've been given. You know, matter of fact, life is a gift. Your whole life is a gift. Breath is a gift. The be- your heartbeat is a gift, huh? I mean, the, 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 the playing of, you can have an atheist that can play Beethoven Ninth or something just flawlessly, and yet they're just as lost as a goose. goose. Those gifts come from God, but yet they are lost, but they, they have been endowed with those things, those gifts uh, from God at birth. But then once you become born again, there are spiritual gifts in addition that God has endowed the believer to do the work of the ministry, to edify the church and for the glorifying of God. It's right here in the text. You list, look here. You're given these gifts. Look at the first phrase. As each one has received a gift. Each one. That's all of you. That means God doesn't expect anyone in here to just be sitting down on him doing nothing with the gift that he has deposited into you. You see? Then it says uh, down there a little bit further, let him do as, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. God gave the gift. He's given you the God-given ability to do the gift and you to use it as he has endowed you with. Look, that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. The gift is, is not about you. It, 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 is, it is about glorifying God and honoring him and blessing him and worshiping him with what he has blessed you with. That's right. Those gifts are given. Some people have one. Some Christians have one gift, three gifts. No one has all the gifts. I'm so gifted that I have every gift in the Bible. Stop that line. Then you don't need anybody. That's right. Nobody can do anything for you. 
Because you got all the gifts. No, you don't have all the gifts. You need people. There's no such thing as I don't need anybody. No, we're not inter-independent. We're interdependent. We are dependent upon one another. We need, I need your gift. You need my gifts. We need each other's gifts. If the body is going to function as God has designed. Listen to this. God cannot use the spiritual gifts he has deposited within you unless you humble yourself. If you don't humble yourself, that gift God has given you will not be used. Live, live holy, God will not use a person's gift in an unholy state. You, if, if God is going to use the gift he has deposited within you, you have to obey Christ. Your gift is, is used when you obey him and are willing to be, look at this, and are willing to be yourself in the Lord. And not imitate anyone else. You can't be like me. When, when my time is up here, when God releases me, when I die, whatever happens, there will never be another draper to occupy this pulpit. Don't you dare expect anybody to be like me because I'm uniquely me. That's what you say, amen. amen. You are uniquely you. I tell the preachers, look, you can't be anybody but you. The Lord uses you best when you allow him to use you as he has uniquely created and gifted you to be. That's right. He, he, nobody can preach like me. Many will preach better than me. God has given me my own style, my own, my own personality, and all of these things that make me who I am today. Somebody else stand up here. You get 15 preachers from this church, and they are all different and unique. We learn the principles of preaching, the, the homiletics, the homonutics, and all of the art of interpretation and all these kinds of things. But then you have to release people to be uniquely, uniquely them to the glory of God. Even the writers of scripture uh, wrote in their own styles, their own personalities, and yet the Bible fits together so uniquely and so completely to the glory of Almighty God. Stop being imitators. That's right. You can't be used by God saying, I'm of Paul, I'm of, of, of Peter, I'm of Apollos. And you try to imitate those kinds of people. You can learn from all of them, but be yourself in the Lord or you're going to fall short and not allow God to maximize himself through you to the glory of God. Amen? I want to hang on that point a little long because there's so much competition in the church. It's so much jealousy in the church. And we ought not be jealous or competitive in spirit. Thank God for how other people are gifted and they ought to be thanking God for how you've been uniquely gifted. All for the building up of the church and the glorifying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number eight, we fail because we listen to the voice of people and human wisdom rather than the voice of God. We fail because we listen to the voice of people and human wisdom rather than the voice of God. Acts 5, 29 says, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. When the word of God diminishes in your life, you will be more inclined to listen to the voice of people rather than God. A good sign that you're declining spiritually is that you're listening to what the, what the 
politicians are saying, what the media is saying, what your friends are saying, and you're spending so much time with people that you're not hearing what God is saying. And when the word of God diminishes in your life, you have a greater proclivity to listen to the voice of people instead of the voice of God. Number nine, many Christians fail because of a bad spirit or attitude. Wow. Many Christians fail because of a bad spirit or attitude. Uh, Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Beloved, your, your attitude determines your altitude. You cannot go any further than your attitude permits. A bad attitude, a bad spirit can, ex- can restrict your God-given potential, which doesn't allow you to become all that God is calling you to be. And some people lose great jobs because of a bad attitude. I mean, you're still paying on the loan, the school loan, but you've lost a job because nobody can tell you nothing. Your attitude stinks and you're always grumbling and mumbling, you know, a a husband, a bad attitude around the house. Can't say thank you for for anything. Wives grumbling around the house. Why? Got to do this, do that, man, because others not doing this. I mean, just attitude. Whatever you do, you do with a sense of joy and thankfulness as unto the Lord. When you grumble about what you do or resent because somebody's not doing what you think they ought to be doing, that steals your joy. So the spirit of a bad spirit of attitude can cause a decline uh, in your spiritual life and you'll not reach a God-given potential. Number 10, the spirit of laziness leads to failure. And laziness is at an epidemic proportion in our society and sadly, even in the church. The spirit of laziness leads to failure. Proverbs 13, 4 says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. You know why he has nothing? Because he's lazy. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. This means that you can't love sleep and be successful. Get up. Stop hitting. Stop resetting your little gadget. You need to get up. Say get up. Say it again. Get up. Be on time. Say it. Get up and be on time. Say that. Say it a little bit louder. Thank you. Then give your employer a good day's work. Not being on the phone, in personal business on the internet, slipping and sliding. You shouldn't have to be micromanaged. When the the Lord is managing you, you will do right when you're not being watched. Give your employer a good day's work and serve in the Lord's church with excellence and quality. Whatever you give God here ought to be your best, whether it's tithes, whether it's ushering, greeting, ministry, uh, leaders, uh, music ministry, nursery, finance, whatever you're doing, you're doing it with excellence and quality. Your teaching ministry should be for the glory of God with excellence and quality. Ecclesiastes 9.10 also says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with everything you have, with all of your might. Number 11, a lack of integrity will lead to failure. You want to fail? Just have no integrity. Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. A degree can get you to the pinnacle of your career, but it will take integrity to keep you there. 
Okay. You, you can get to the top, but you can't stay on top without integrity. You see, a degree can get you to the pinnacle of your career, but it will take integrity to keep you there. Number 12, Christians fail because of a lack of persistence, which is to give up too quickly or even quit. The scripture says in Romans 12, 11, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In other words, you need to be diligent. You need to be hot and passionate for God, fervent in spirit, to be hot for God, passionate for God. Beloved, failure comes as a result of not having persevering determination. I love that. If you want to fail, just have a lack of persevering determination in fulfilling our personal goals as well as whatever task the Lord gives us. I love this verse, Proverbs 12, 27b. It says, diligence is a man's precious possession. Oh, how sweet that verse is. Wow, did you get that? Diligence, say diligence. Diligence is a man, a woman's precious possession. When you are diligent, when you are focused, when you have a persevering determination uh, to succeed against all odds, if you don't have persevering determination, you're going to fail. Some of you, the least resistance that you get in what you're trying to, oh, this is too hard. Oh, this must not be the will of God. This is tough. Oh, I got to take that course before I can get this to, oh, I ain't going, no, oh, you've already told, listen, you've already told yourself you can't do it. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.